0: Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, this might be my favourite episode yet. I had a full on rooted in lack and scarcity, big, fat, hairy, money wobble recently Given that I'm a money mindset expert, does that surprise you? I'll be honest, it kind of surprised me. (laughs) But ultimately, I am so grateful it happened. I mean, I wasn't grateful in the middle of it. I was like, ew, 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 get it off of me. I'm grateful though because it was a kick in the backside that I needed for one, just being honest. And two, we can dissect it here so thoroughly on today's show in the way that we've not been able to do anything like this before. So I'm giving you the full access backstage pass to what really happened, what I was thinking, how I was feeling and what I did about it so that you can know you're not alone if you've ever felt worried or anxious about money. We're all humans here having a human experience after all and more importantly we can talk about what you can do to take back your power from the wobble and get on with being your best most abundant self for you ultimately this is an amazing case study into how our minds and energy influence our reality this money wobble was a wild experience so it's only fair that i share its lessons with you right you're listening to the limitless mother podcast i'm your host Cory javid money mindset expert success coach mother tea drinker, energy-obsessed manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know, the one where you work hard, hustle and sacrifice (laughs) you and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love. And I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, limitless mothers! It's me, Cory Javid from CoryJavid.com. How are you doing? Oh my goodness, this episode's gonna be so juicy! I'm so excited for it. Let me give you an update. Since we last spoke, I don't know if you can hear it, in my voice. I've been really ill. I'm fine now. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um I had probably like four straight days of some sort of virus, like flu-y, cold-y thing. But it was a really fascinating experience. I've been telling a few of my clients about this actually. I feel like I had a soul level reset whilst ill. I've spoken about before on the show that I know that when I'm ill, I'm quite emotionally and mindset-wise a little bit more vulnerable. I know not to make any decisions. Those of you might remember me ordering, <laughs> the story of me ordering an air conditioning unit for like four or five hundred pounds at 4am whilst in a ill rage <laughs> a couple of years ago and then not being able to return it and it wasn't really suitable. Anyway, so normally I know that I'm not on my A-game mentally and I know just to kind of just give myself a little bit of space and not really make it mean too much because as soon as I'm feeling better then I'm fine. This was an entirely different experience. This was like a weirdly positive experience because it's weird to be feeling really rough and at the same time be feeling internally really great. <laughs> like really great. It was fascinating. I feel like I just let go of so many things and I didn't realize I'd been holding and just let go of them like didn't even have to process them didn't have to journal them out.' just like oh that doesn't belong to me let go of that Oh that's not serving me, let go of that. I just had this most easeful, energetic upgrade. And so even though you can probably hear I don't sound like fully recovered, I feel like more or less completely fine. But I feel actually just so bubbly, sparkly energy because of this soul reset. So I feel like the universe made me ill so that I could just lay around doing nothing and receive this. It was almost like a... (laughs) you know when your your phone gets like kind of like software update it was almost like the universe just came in and gave me a, a soul update it's like here you go have this <laughs> you're gonna be out for a while while I'm installing this and loading it I was like, okay take me over <laughs> oh fascinating anyway I don't have much of an update because that's all I've been doing. So we don't have any any news on the farm front. I will share more as and when. And don't forget, this month is the Energy of Money Month. If you enjoyed last week's episode, I've had so many, so many messages from women, particularly about which episode was it? It wasn't last week's because that's not aired yet. It was the episode with no title. Thank you for all of the messages about that. I'm so glad that that resonated. It's one of those things because it was off the cuff. I was like, I don't know. I just feel it. I'm going to record it. And I love how well it was received and, you know, I love that it resonated. That was my intention. Um, If you've been enjoying the podcast, do share it. Do leave me a review. Those things matter. Those things are gratefully, gratefully received. Matters to me, matters to the team, the beautiful team that I have helping me edit and get this out and create the content that helps this podcasts get out in the world every month so we appreciate you if you do that and we appreciate you being here and listening anyway but do share sharing is caring so just gonna celebrate some of my clients super quick uh I have to like condense these and cherry pick them a little bit not cherry pick I just pick a random smattering to be honest (laughs) because my clients have so many wins I love it on our call yesterday we had one of my elevated elite cohort calls and every lady on there Every single one brought like three <laughs> celebrations and all of them epic. So, I mean, even if I just read you that list, we'd be here for a while. So I'm just going to pick some at random. One of my clients is celebrating making 47K in sales so far this year. Oh yes, oh yeah. You're going to love this next bit even better. She has also brought in, I think like we all need to do a slow clap of appreciation for her. She has also brought in Me Weeks. Hmm. Me weeks. So, you know, then I take off every Monday and it's a me day. I do whatever the fuck I like on a Monday. <laughs> I don't have to mother unless schools are out. I don't have to do anything in my business unless I really want to, but typically I take that time off. I just get to do whatever I want for shits and giggles, and I love it. I love my Mondays. It just sets me up. It's that really great buffer as well between having a beautiful amount of family time and then a gear changing into the business for the rest of the week. It just feels like a really nice. Well, there's my pop filter again. When will she buy a new one? <laughs> it feels like a really nice transition and just a nice kind of pause and reset for me anyway. This particular client is taking it to the next level. She has implemented a week off every single month, fully off. Not just a no calls week, I have that every month, but a full week off just to herself for the entire week. Slow clap of applause. This is the cool shit that my clients do yes. Other wins are a number of my clients have been invited to some really exciting collaborations and speaking opportunities like paid to be flown around the world and being given opportunities where one of them was is being paid to be flown around the world and speak and then that same organization is just going to send her clients. Great, thanks. Thanks. Yes, please do that. (laughs) So good. Celebrating things like booking a pedicure. Now that doesn't seem like the biggest or shiniest of wins but we know, don't we? You and I know what it's like as a mom and as a business owner. We can have these thoughts like, "Yeah, I really like to have a regular pedicure," and then we somehow don't actually book it. Somehow don't actually make it happen. And this client, she realized that was one of those smaller things that just makes life great that she'd been putting off, and so she did it. She booked the pedicure. Another client was celebrating a hundred and twenty percent up. One hundred? No, wait, one hundred twenty-six. I think it was one hundred twenty-six percent uplift in sales. February this year compared to February last year. I mean, what? So good. (laughs) So good. Oh, if you want to come and work with me and enjoy life more, (laughs) make more money maybe as well on the way, um, then head over to corryjavid.com forward slash elevate. I'm only going to be opening up a small handful of opportunities to work with me as we are jetting off around the world, not around the world, actually around Europe, we're going to be, we're not even jetting off, we're going to be swanning, (laughs) taking a leisurely meander around Europe for our gap year or our digital nomad year, I should say, because that's really more of what it is for me, which I'm very excited by. But as a consequence, I'm, you know, necessarily limiting the number of ladies that I'm working with. And I also have already... A number of ladies that I'm working with. So if you would love to come along for the ride and be coached by me and join an epic group of new business besties, then do not dilly dally my love. Don't meander your way over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. I would like pause this right now There'll probably be a link in the show notes. My team are really good at doing things like that. Love them. So you could just click that, go over, find out what you need to, book a call with me, just do it, just make it happen. Or even easier, quicker shortcut, just send me a DM on Instagram. I'm not going to bite, I promise. (laughs) I'm not going to sell you something that you don't want or need. Come over and let's have a conversation. Okay. So let's get into the energy of money. And specifically, this was not what I had planned, but this happened. And so I felt like I absolutely had to do a podcast episode on this. My, yes, me, recent money wobble. Hmm. So why am I sharing this? Well, The best part about it being my wobble is that I can share client case studies and my clients have been very generous in the past. Whenever I ask them to, if I'm like, hey, you just had this massive win, would you please share, you know, with my audience what you think went into it? What were some of the money hurdles or mindset hurdles that you had to overcome? What were some of the energetic upgrades? You know, we've done so many case studies on the show and I'm so grateful for my clients for always being game for that. Never had anybody say no when I've said, can we, you know, feature you on the show? If you haven't listened to any of those, go back and have a listen. We've got so many epic ones out there. But the, you know, they're always going to be limited in a certain respect, those type of episodes, because I'm sensitive to my clients and to protecting their privacy and sensitive information about them, etc. So I'm not going to bear all of their deepest, darkest feelings, warts and all to you because they might not feel so comfortable with that, right? But I will bear my own. (laughs) So that's what we can do. So that's why I'm so excited about this, because this is an opportunity for us to dissect a money wobble and to dissect the difference in this complete shift in experience, one way and the other, like negative to positive, positive to negative, in of money, in of money, (laughs) experience of money. We can dissect it in a way that we've never done before. Because I... I'm in my own mind, of course, so I can just bear it all to you. I can just tell you exactly how it went down. And this is going to be a no-holds-barred podcast episode. So before we get into this, though, I really want to preface it with this. I want you to be extra vigilant as you're listening to this episode for maybe those little mindset gremlins or that naysayer part of our brains that we all have, you are not on your own that pops up and says things like, yeah, but. If you notice the yeah, buts coming up, just be like, oh, Corey said to look out for those. There they are. <laughs> Don't make yourself wrong. We're never here for that, you know. But if you notice that coming up or if you notice any kind of like eye rolls, just, just be mindful of that because I'm going to be sharing a very real money wobble that I had recently. And at the same time, you if you know me at all, if you've been listening to this podcast at all for any length of time, you know that I've been in business for five years and I'm successful (laughs) and I've made a lot of money, right? So it's really easy to then discount this money wobble of game. Well, it doesn't really count because of all of that. It absolutely does count. And I think when you hear my experience in this, you'll see that it was a very real experience. And In me sharing it, we can learn from it. And what we can learn from this can be applied regardless of your situation. So it doesn't matter where you are at with your business, how much money you're making. What I'm sharing about the experience I have, anybody at any point can have this experience and anybody therefore can take away the same lessons from it that I learned in it and that I'm willing and happy to share with you. Does that make sense? So just be careful of that because that is actually a mindset block or limitation in and of itself. If you're like, yeah, but it's different for me. No, it's not because we are all energetic beings and the energy of money is the same for all of us, (laughs) right? It's responding to our energy. So money responds to your energy, money responds to my energy, and there's no favoritism happening in the universe. There is no preferential treatment. It is responding to our energy. So just be careful of that, okay? Because I I almost didn't share this and not because I was afraid of being vulnerable, or afraid of well, you know, the fact that I'm like, hey, I'm a money mindset expert. Hey, I recently had this really significant money wobble. <laughs> like, I, I think there's quite a few experts out there in various different fields that wouldn't be so happy saying like, hey, here's here's me doing that thing that I teach about all the time and coach people on all the time really well. Here's me doing the opposite. <laughs> so, but I'm I'm happy to, and we'll get into why. I am more than happy to because I, you know, I'm, I'm here to be real about all of this. And hello, human as fuck, <laughs> obviously. So. I was kind of holding myself back because I think it would be easy to eye roll at me sharing a wobble if you know anything about my situation. Like I'm living my dream life and building my next level dream life, so you would be like, Pff, money wobble, whatever. Please, but please do stick with it because I think these are universal principles. Um, and that was the only thing that nearly held me back from sharing it. But the more I thought about it, the more I was dissecting it for my own learning. So I was like, that was a fascinating experience. I need to make sure that I get the absolute most out of this. So I feel like that's why I. experienced it. So because of that, I thought, well, I just have to share it. And if you're going to eye roll, you're going to be like, yeah, but it doesn't apply to me because then, you know, that's up to you, boo. But (laughs) I think you'd be missing out on an opportunity here to really see something differently. And there's something in here that I think might really surprise you. So let's get into it. Okay, so I've already shared a little bit, but let's just quickly cover out some context because I think it's important to anything like this before we get stuck in. So I've been doing money mindset work specifically, fairly religiously, I say fairly, I'll we'll come back to that in a minute, but really diligently for over five years now. So I've been studying money mindset digging into it, fascinated by it at first, and I've been doing my own money mindset work, and then I've been coaching on money mindset for probably about four years at this point. And uh, my experience has been very much one of abundance for the last four and a half, five years, since really getting stuck into this. So I have been making really great money. You've probably heard me talk about this before. I scaled my business very quickly. So other than recently, when I've already done an episode on this about how I intentionally let my revenue dip, other than that, and that might not really pan out over the course of the year anyway, since it's only a very short term temporary thing. But year on year, I've always made more and more money. So I've got a very stable business, very solid, secure footing in abundance. Through all of that, have I had money mindset blocks? And I I think this is an important distinction to make than a wobble. Yes. So a block is when a money belief reveals itself that has been standing in between you and your ability to believe in abundance ultimately. And it's been making you feel limited in some way, blocking you in some way from the flow of abundance. So it's when it pops up and you're like, oh, that's been there this whole time. Okay, I can look at it and I can remove it. So I absolutely have had money blocks. Of course, I feel like anytime we do anything new, um, we try to you know. Obtain a new money level. We're going to have some of them come up. We can do a big clear out, and I definitely recommend that because if you don't do that, you don't know what you're working with in terms of looking at what you've been conditioned and programmed to receive around beliefs around money. Those inherent, not inherent, but inherited, I should say, beliefs around money. If you haven't done the work to have a look at what's going on in there and what's actually creating and influencing your reality. Absolutely do that. You can get Limitless Money. It helps you with that amongst many, many other things. Um, Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash limitless if you're interested. But that's by the by. My point being the context here is I've done my money mindset work. I've healed my relationship with money. I do money mindset work on an ongoing basis. And my experience has been a consistent one of abundance for several years now. As I shared in the last episode, that wasn't always the case. And that's why today's case study is still relevant. <laughs> okay. Because I know, I know what it's like to not be in that experience. Have I had money wobbles, though? How I define a wobble is when you have an actual freak out. It's not just a thought that you uncover. You're like, oh, I've been believing this about money. I can see that that hasn't been serving me. But you're having many thoughts, many feelings in a swirl all at once, making you feel really shaky, really wobbly and freaking the fuck out about money. That is a different thing. And an experience of lack isn't something that I've experienced in a long time. And that's an important context too, because it felt so unfamiliar. So I haven't felt like, oh, I don't know if we can afford that. Oh, I don't know if we should be paying for that. I haven't felt any feelings of worry about money in a really, really long time because of all of the things that I just mentioned that I've done, right? So I think that's kind of important to note. So that's been a really quite consistent experience for me for several years. Okay, so the wobble, what happened? So in a nutshell, I felt an experienced lack. Like it is what it is. I had, and I just briefly touched on this, I think in the last episode, I had, I think it was like 24, 48 hours. It was like a very short window of time where I was freaking out about money mentally. So my mind was going like a hundred miles an hour thinking about money in a way that I have not thought about money in years, years. So it felt very discombobulating. <laughs> so let's talk about the circumstances, because I think this is interesting and important. We had just moved. So when the wobble happened, it was about a week or two weeks, I think two weeks after we'd moved into this house. So we sold our house that we've lived in for 12 years, that we renovated and made the most beautiful family home and then sold it. <laughs> Did the thing that everyone said that we would do. Oh, once you finished here, you'll move on to another project. We're like, we probably won't for a long time. And then we just did. We sold it because we are ultimately looking to buy a farm. So, and when I say a farm, I don't mean like a big full scale farm. I mean like a hobby farm, a homestead type of thing. So we sold that and we've moved into a rented house for six months. So big upheaval, big move. So that's an important circumstance. At the same time, on the lead up to the move and directly after the move, so I'd say for about four weeks prior to the move and about two weeks after the move, so it's like a six-week window leading up to this wobble, our outgoings just escalated and also converged, is that the right word? Yes, came together in a way that felt quite remarkable. (laughs) So I had three tax bills due all within the same period of time. So corporation tax, VAT, and personal tax. Now, the savvy amongst you will be saying, surely you had money put away for that, Cory, because you're a smart CEO. Yes, I did. But the money had to be paid out. So I'm just sharing some circumstances here for some detail, for some color here, right? Because we're going to, and this is kind of important, we're going to come back to it in a minute, but I'm just going to share some of these things with you. So big tax bills, three of them all at once. We had a lot of moving expenses, many of them, things like obviously van hire, deposits, but then also we were spending a lot of money just prior to the house sale because there were certain contingents on our sale that we had to do complete certain amounts of work. So we had been forking out significant sums there. Then I paid for a trip that I can't talk about because... It's a surprise, um, <laughs> and then we spent money on the van. So we're converting our van. Still, yes, it's a very long going ongoing project <laughs> because we keep using it instead of converting it. We're converting it into a camper van and spent several thousands on that in this period of time, even had a significant sum of money go out for my daughter's residential trip for school that's coming up. I bought a load of equipment. I needed some of it for the business, like couldn't really not do it. And I just prior to that, optionally purchased a load of things. Like we're talking many hundreds, if not, yeah, probably well easily into the thousand, thousand plus, on some equipment, I won't bore you with all the details of what it is, because otherwise it's going to get really long. We had a huge electricity bill when we left, it turns out that our readings or something had been wildly off, I don't know, boring, life admin details, but like nearly (laughs) £2,000. We booked in that time, booked and paid for two trips to Ireland for farm hunting purposes, We paid for all of our rent for our house up front, so six months up front. And then we, at the end of all of this run, there was more things in there. These are just some of the things that I could remember off the top of my head. At the end of this run of of outgoings, um, my husband found a property, well, in in and amongst this, but towards the end, found a property, which was what prompted us to book one of the trips property in Ireland that looked really great, really like it could have been the dream for us. Spoiler alert, we didn't get it. Not for want of trying. Um, That's another story. And it was pushing us to the top of our earmarked budget. And that was pushing me because I had wanted to approach our finances for this move in a very particular way and this was kind of putting a bit of pressure on that or stretching that in a way that I hadn't planned or intended and yet it was such a great property that it would have been silly to ignore and to not attempt to secure it. So I'm sharing all of that because that is a lot like I mean I should total that up. We're talking I don't know hundred thousand maybe in that time. (laughs) You know, like we had a a lot, a lot out going and some of it is business expenses and some of it is house move expenses and some of it's just other random life crap. But yeah, like we're talking like a large sum of money going out. Maybe it wasn't, I I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to put a number on it because I haven't done the back of a napkin thing, but we're talking many, many (laughs) thousands of pounds of money. Many, 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 many. And meanwhile, Again, we'll reiterate that I had prior to this intentionally pulled back in my business so my revenue was lower, okay? Which was expected and not a surprise. And most of these weren't surprises, some of them were things that kind of came up ad hoc, but most of it was anticipated. But all at once nonetheless. Let's talk about thoughts I was thinking. I was thinking, I'm just gonna share them for you here. They might surprise you. I really hope they don't surprise you in some ways because I am human. (laughs) Like, yes, I teach on this. And yes, my experience is one of abundance, like almost all the time. That's why this was such a, a weird, you know, kind of thing that cropped up for me, a weird wobble. But I don't think pure thoughts all of the time. Of course, I experience fear the same as I have anyone else. And I have worries from time to time. I am pretty good at managing worry and stress at this point because I've armed myself with tools and I've practiced at it. But it still comes up, we still have that natural human inclination towards worry, doubt, fear, negativity, you know, those things. So Don't be overly surprised is what I'm going to say, but I will share them with you. So a lot of my old lack and scarcity programming came up like, oh, it's running out. There is never going to be enough money. We are making stupid decisions. We are being, um, what's the word that kept coming up with me? Irresponsible with how much we are spending. What are we doing? It's disappearing. It's disappearing faster than it's coming in. Just a general feeling of shit, 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 shit. (laughs) Really like I don't even like describing it now. I'm I'm describing it because I think it's important for the purpose of this case study. The reason I don't like describing it is because it feels so foreign and I just don't like tuning into the energy of it because it's like <laughs> but there we go. We we've got a taste of it. And also a lot of catastrophizing was going on in my mind. Things like, what if I can't support us on our gap here?" Hello, where did that come from? (laughs) Or what if we have to sell the farm? Yes, the farm that we haven't even bought yet. You know, those type of escalating fears. Now, I am laughing at myself and these fears and the description of them right now with you. And we can have a good laugh at it, right? And at the same time, those fears in that moment felt pretty real. Now I say pretty real because there was probably the first window of this very short pocket of time, it took hold and I was in it. I mean, I, I just talk about this a lot with my clients, like, are you in the thoughts or are you looking at them? And those are two different positions that we have the power to occupy at any point. So my, But I was in it at first and then I was like, wait, what? And I feel like I, this is going to sound a bit odd, stick with me, I feel like I kind of split In that moment, because I had this double experience for the remainder of the wobble, of part of me, the fear-based part of me, was still in that shit, shit, shit (laughs) mode, but the other part of me, higher part of me, you might say, was like, fascinating. Like, what the heck is going on here? Like, oh, you've got yourself into a ripe pickle. How are you going to get out of this? Like getting the popcorn out, (laughs) pulling up a beer kind of thing. And also thinking like, well, this is going to be really interesting because this is going to take some navigating. How am I going to get out of it? Like being actually genuinely just curious about it. So that was a kind of an interesting experience just even in and of itself. So those are some of the thoughts that I was thinking about how it felt is panicky, And how it felt is like tension in my body and like a flightiness and like a a heightened energy, but not in an elevated way. You feel me on that? I think you know what I mean. (laughs) Like, like a kind of like, (laughs) is how I describe it in a noise. (laughs) We've gotten to, we've descended into describing things as noise here. You get me. I know it. I also had for the one night there, really stressy dreams and when I woke up I was like oh shit yeah I need to do something about this because that's how I often things play out for me I know to pay attention if I wake up and I feel like my dreams have been stressy I'm like oh I'm stressed I need to do something here so what did I do about it well as soon as I snapped and I didn't snap out it, but as soon as I snapped far enough away from it to just be like oh something's going down here what is this I immediately outed myself to my coach I'm actually going to read you one of the messages. I've got a lot of messages in in there, obviously, as you can imagine, about this. But, but I actually said to her, and I'm reading this verbatim from our. So she uses Basecamp for us to communicate between calls, um, and I wrote in there, "It's been so long since I've experienced any genuine feelings of lack. I'm kind of like, get it off me, ha ha ha." <laughs> so that was kind of like a ha, ha, ha sort of feeling. So that's how I was feeling. So what I did is I went to my coach immediately. God bless her. God bless having a coach. God bless me for paying for a coach just quite frankly and continuing to like I've mentioned before having a coach is like having an insurance policy right like god forbid if I'd been on my own with this and actually that was another thing that I said to her let me see if I can find it I said I feel like I should really be able to coach myself out of this as I've had so many clients in similar situations but when you're in it you can't see the woods for the trees thank goodness I have you (laughs) so yeah there's another message from our base camp So I went straight to her, of course. Like, I'm not gonna stay in this feeling for any length of time. So I went immediately to her. I also did a grounding practice because any time that my mind feels stressy or any time that I'm having thoughts that aren't feeling super dreamy and lovely, I get kind of up in my head and so a practice that I know is good for me is energetically grounding. So pulling the energy down from those swirling thoughts and those catastrophizing, escalating fears into a feeling of groundedness and stability. So I have many different tools and tips and techniques for that. Maybe we could do a whole podcast episode on it sometime, but I did some yoga. I put my feet actually on the soil of our garden here. And I did some good old-fashioned mindset work. After that, so I had to ground first because I think that when a certain sort of train of thought has left the station, it's really hard to get it back. You have to just kind of hop off the train rather than try and drag the train back. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think what we need to do when we're having an experience like this, when we're having a massive freak out, meltdown or wobble is we need to stabilize ourselves. We need to bring that nervous response down. And so I know to do that. And so that grounding practice is that there's no point trying to layer some positivity on top of a shit show. It just doesn't work, right? And that's where I think positivity and positive thought and abundance mindset gets a little bit misconstrued sometimes. And that's when I think people think it doesn't work for them is when they're trying to put it on top of a belief system that is rooted in lack or an experience that is heightened in a way that isn't serving you. You have to go through neutral. You can't go from massive lack scarcity freak out to massive gratitude for abundance without going through the middle without going through neutrality and the way that we do that is just by bringing down that response that we're having and starting to just feel safe and rooted in the present moment that's why that grounding practice was what I did first before I then felt stable and grounded and secure enough to go to my abundance practices so then I did what I know how to do in terms of reconnecting with the truth of abundance and getting my mindset back on track. And that's going to look differently for different people at different points, but I hit my journal, I listened to Limitless Money. Yes, I still use it as a tool as well. There's some amazing modules in there, if I say so myself. (laughs) And just got back to a more dedicated and intentional practice around abundance and practice gratitude for the abundance that we had so did the things that I know to do the things that I talk about and tell you to do all the time right what I didn't do and I think this is important I didn't take fear as fact apart from at very first so at very first I was in the thoughts but then I quite quickly realized I oh, wait wait a minute these aren't familiar thoughts these aren't feeling super cozy and lovely and comfy and so I realized, oh, okay, my brain is having a freak out. And just that act of saying, my brain is having a freak out, put some space between me and the thoughts. I wasn't my thoughts suddenly, I was the observer of my thoughts. And so that can be really difficult at first, and particularly if you don't have support, and particularly if you're brand new to this work. So I just want to honor that. Um, but the more you do it, the, the easier it becomes. And when you can place some separation between you and the thoughts and realize that, oh, wow, look at fear. Fear is really freaking out up there. It takes a little bit of charge out of those thoughts, meaning that it has a little bit of a less of a hold over you, meaning that a little bit impacting your energy less. So it helps just to dial that down. So I didn't take fear as fact and that just also helped. So that's what I didn't do. I also didn't take action from that place. I know better than to start selling shit from that place. It would have been so easy, wouldn't it? for me in the middle of that freak out and saying like, oh my God, all of this money is leaving us. I must make lots of sales. No, I don't need to do that. That is not what I need to do. If I had gone down that route let's just talk about what would have happened I would have brought my lack mentality with me so rather than focusing on what do I need to do to stabilize and then what do I need to do to plug back into abundance if I'd instead said what do I need to do to fill the hole what do I need to do to make money because making money is going to make the situation feel easier so easy to go down that second route I would have come up with a plan I've got a really great plan to make money would have been a decent plan because I know a thing or two about business I've been in business for five years right would have been a good plan Would it have worked? No. One of two things would have happened. Either it would have just fallen completely flat and just fed into the experience of lack even more. Like, oh my God, see, now I can't even sell anything. I don't even know what I'm doing. See, my fears are right. I'm never gonna make any money ever again. And see, I'm hamming it up, but that's really a really easy trap to fall into. And I've helped so many women out of it before. Or, so either it just wouldn't have worked, or who would I have attracted? people so so rooted in lack now there is a difference there is a difference between somebody who's like oh i can see that i haven't been believing in abundance i can see how important this mindset and energy work is and i feel so committed to doing things a different way i feel so committed to changing things myself i feel in my power that i'm going to do something to change myself now that kind of a client yeah come on come on in but the client who's like, oh my God, I'm so in lack. I need you to fix it for me. That's who I would have attracted from that space. And what would I have created? An abominable situation <laughs> with an unideal client who's quite frankly, I'm not what they need and she's not what I need. And you know, it would have just gone only one of two ways and neither of them would have been great. So that's what I didn't do. I did not take action. I know better. So I would love to ask you this question. you to just reflect on it for a minute what do you think happened really? Why do you think I had this money wobble? Like, why do you think it came up after... Five years of having a really pretty steady experience of abundance and skipping around, la, 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 money is so fun and easy. I love playing with the universe and with money. (laughs) It's so magical. I am a unicorn. Obviously, I'm taking the piss out of myself there. After five years of that, to be suddenly in the, I'm never going to make another penny. Why do you think it happened? I'm really curious. I mean, feel free to send me a message and let me know what came up for you on that do you think it was because I had that experience of all of that money leaving? Like I told you about that, like, laundry list of expenses that went out that could have easily totaled six figures, multiple five at least. Do you think that it was because of that? If you did think that, if you're like, well, of course, you know, when you've got that much money leaving you, you're going to experience a feeling of lack. <clears throat> I set that trap for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said it and you fell in it. Don't make yourself wrong though, it's okay, because I'm gonna now lovingly help you out of it. If you didn't, if you thought, oh, something else is going on here that you haven't shared, you haven't been tending to your energy, then you get a gold star, <laughs> maybe even a prize. Send me a, send me an Instagram DM if you suspected there was something else up. If you genuinely did and you send me an Instagram DM, I'm gonna give you something for free. Hmm, there you go. So I did lay a trap there and I did it on purpose because It is so easy to believe that. It is so easy to believe that those circumstances of all of those things, all those bills, all those expenses, created my experience. They did not. That experience was not created by my circumstances. It was not created by my dwindling bank balance. It was not created by the amount of money leaving me. No. To believe that is to believe a lie. Because it is our energy that creates our experience and has actually, in fact, a huge influence on our circumstances. So I'm gonna give you some proof to back that up. The thing that I didn't tell you yet, and it's a really important distinction here, is that I had a lot of money in the bank. We just sold our house, <laughs> right? We had uh, have a lot of money in the bank. I'm not gonna disclose how much just for like security purposes, but let's just say a lot of money. Now, why would I be feeling lack when I've got all of that money in the bank now what my brain said in the midst of that lack and I will share this with you as well is well I was basically fighting with myself I was like, yeah but we oh, have all that money there so why am I feeling like I'm freaking out and fear said yeah but oh, that money doesn't count that money's already earmarked for something we need that money we need that money you can't fritter that money away oh my god what if you fritter that money away we can't make the dream happen that's what that's what fear did right the reason I'm telling you and I the reason I told you about this in this order is because This is how we've been programmed to believe that money works. We've been programmed to believe that we are at the mercy of our circumstances, that there are external forces at play that we have no control over, and they dictate our experience of money to us. Now, I'm not going to deny there are some external forces at play. You know, I'm going to acknowledge my white privilege, for example. That's a thing. So I'm not saying that there are no forces outplay play outside of ourselves, but what I am saying is the biggest factor in our experience is knowing our own power, our own energy, and our ability to yield it. Just facts. Facts. So if you think that having money is going to solve how you feel about money, you're wrong. You're wrong. And this is why you can look and find so many examples of lottery winners, who either are miserable and or lose it all really, really quickly. And it's because the money didn't solve it for them. The people who win the lottery and love the money and have the best experience of it are the people who did the mindset work, who are an energetic match for an experience of abundance. So money coming in is not going to solve your problems because me having that money in a separate account wasn't impacting in that moment my experience of lack i was having a very real and visceral experience of lack so the two things don't stack up and this is why i talk about there's a very real difference between a lack reality and a lack mentality i had just slipped momentarily into a lack mentality but because i was in a lack mentality my experience was one of lack it had nothing to do with actual facts actual numbers i had all that money sitting in the bank right doesn't make sense and lack doesn't make sense like lack and scarcity fears and doubts don't make sense always right (laughs) so it's fine (laughs) that it didn't make sense so feeling good about money is what creates a really good feeling experience of money i could have if i'd been feeling better about money we're going to talk about why i didn't in a minute but if i had been feeling better about money prior to all of those outgoings I wouldn't have even noticed I wouldn't even having a podcast episode on this it wouldn't have been a thing I wouldn't have been like hey guess what I spent all this money i been like so what I might have done a podcast episode and I'm like hey I spent all this money and it felt great <laughs> how cool is life <laughs> right because <laughs> um, that's how I normally feel about things like tax bills and whatnot but the reason I didn't feel good wasn't because the money was leaving I didn't feel good because I hadn't been tending to how I feel about money. They are separate. And that's why this is such a juicy case study, in my opinion. And I hope you feel the same. Because I think that that's just the proof of all proofs. I had this absolute and very real freak out. Now, if I hadn't have known what i known and had the support in place that I have paid for and have prioritized all this time then I would have perpetuated that feeling and experience of lack and I am absolutely certain that it would have continued playing out for a significant period of time so regardless of the fact that I had that other money sitting there in the bank, right and that's the thing that's why this is such a great proof of it is it's because it's got absolutely nothing to do with the actual numbers and everything to do with the feeling and so it's really kind of amusing that one of my clients came to me on a call just this week. I was like, oh, in February every year, I have this situation where I have a load of bills all line up for yearly things, yearly expenses, and they all come out at once, and it was have a bit of a freak out. And so I was like, well, we can do two things here. We can look at a practical level at How can you be saving for that money so that it doesn't actually just kind of come out of that particular month's money? Could you change some of the payment dates? Could you change some of the things to monthly? Those are all fine things to do, but it's kind of addressing the wrong problem. The problem isn't that the money's going out, it's how you feel about it. That's the problem. And the way that you solve that problem isn't by a practical approach, it is by how you feel first. Now, once you feel better and more in control and more in your power around the abundance that is in your life and your experience of it, then if you want to take some of those actions, knock yourself out. There's nothing wrong with that. But it would have been solving the wrong problem. There would have probably still been another thing, something else next February (laughs) that would have made her freak out, right? So what really happened and what really created this energy dip for me that created the experience of lack is that, you know, ultimately, well, first and foremost, let's just spell it out. My energy was off. (laughs) Just going to out myself there. My energy was off. And that being true made my, made me vulnerable to my old programming popping up. I also think that there was just something about, I don't know, when we moved into our rental house it brought back memories of us moving into our old house and when we moved into our old house it was like a little bit decrepit and not very comfortable and we felt really poor and broke back then because that was before I'd done all this work and before I had my business and all of the things and so there was just something about this house the heating wasn't working when we moved in and there was a couple of other things and and I think that that kind of played into it a little bit that wasn't enough in and of itself I had to have been in a vulnerable place to begin with but I didn't think that helped I just thought it was kind of interesting but because my energy was off. It made me less resilient when that lack first popped up. So, okay, it was only like a day or two maximum that I experienced this. And that's pretty short, right? <laughs> that's pretty short bounce. That's pretty quick bounce back time. But I probably, had I been on my energetic game, could have nipped that in the bud in five minutes. That first thought that crossed my mind, my gatekeeper up there would have been like, well. What? What is this? Well, that's cute. (laughs) Look at that lack trying to pop back in. No, you know, and it would have been much easier. I would have bounced back even quicker. And so it took hold and it created its own momentum. Now, not a significant amount and there wasn't actually any negative outcome because of all the reasons I mentioned, um, but still it did take hold and I had a very real experience for that brief period of time. I also think that because it created some of its own momentum, it brought in certain additional circumstances. So for example, I feel like that electricity bill in particular, that came in right in the middle of that lack. And I feel like it just absolutely magnetized that to me. It was a match for what I was vibrating at ultimately. So of course that came in. I feel like if I'd been in in my abundance flow, we would have probably got that as a rebate instead. It would have been the complete opposite. (laughs) So why was my energy off? You might be asking this question, like, well, why? Why was your energy so off that this happened? It's a good question, right? I had to ask myself this, like, how did I, how did I let this happen, ultimately? The short version is I hadn't been tending to it appropriately. Shocker. (laughs) So by appropriately, I mean, there's two things that happened that created this that I can see. One is, I'm going to be honest, I had gotten a little bit slack a little bit complacent with my mindset work specifically on the topic of abundance. So I do my mindset work religiously when around the topic of abundance, I'd just been taking it for granted in a way that wasn't healthy, in a way that not like, oh, I just take it for granted because abundance is always blessing me, wasn't practicing as much gratitude, wasn't as intentionally focused on cultivating that great feeling around abundance. I let that slip a little bit and I let it slip for a while. And hand in hand with that, I wasn't being the best gatekeeper of the energy that was coming in to me. So I'm really, I'm really good at many things around this, at this point, because I've done the work to get there. So like, you know, you might've heard me say before, I don't watch the news. Please stop watching the news please my love I beg you if there's one thing that is going to feed a lack and scarcity mindset it is the mainstream media it is all about fear oh my god let's all cry and run around with our hair on fire (sighs) seriously so I stopped doing that like three years ago so that doesn't come in and I just don't indulge in conversations that are rooted in lack but what had crept in this is kind of a weird one I've been listening to so much content around the topic of homesteading and farming. Now there is a weird bit of lack mindset rooted in a lot of that community. Not all of it, of course. Everybody's different, but just this idea that you have to be penny pinching, that you have to be budgeting everything into it within an inch of its life. That it's really hard to make money on a homestead and live that life in that way. Like there's like it's quite a considerable narrative. And so because I've been listening to a lot of these podcasters who ironically, many of them are actually doing very well out of their brand and things, but there's a lot of over explaining and justifying some of the perks and expenses that they haven't, I don't know. Anyway, it's a whole thing. It's just been quite fascinating to dissect <laughs> from a money mindset point of view. But what I hadn't really noticed is that I had started creeping in a little bit as I was seeing myself as a homesteader farmer in the future. And I hadn't had my, energetic bubble, better better word than God, activated on that front. And so a couple things were kind of filtering in. And then a couple of my friends had had slightly lackey conversations about money and, you know, hey, people and that happens. And rather than being in my bubble and activated, had maybe let it in a little bit. So there's a few things that just happened there, kind of like mini perfect storm. Also, ultimately, I was ungrounded because I'd gone through a lot of change. So we had sold everything, packed everything, moved. We didn't know where we were going to move to. There was a lot of uncertainty and lack of grounding. And so I think that can be kind of triggering as well. So all of these things created a perfect storm. So when I say I wasn't tending to my energy appropriately, I should have been going a little bit more down the route of being proactive tending to my energy ahead of the move. And I wouldn't have felt so ungrounded temporarily there. So that's on me. That's a learning that I get to take forward. Because we're going to be moving again. So good. Good to know. And also I had been resting on my laurels with a little bit of my abundance practice and for long enough that it started to make a dent in things. I didn't have as much of a reserve in my old energetic bank account, (laughs) energetic bank account, than I am used to. So that's a lesson to me. So that's why my energy was off. So it was my energy, I'm saying this again, begs repeating, it was my energy being off that created that experience, not the circumstances. I will argue that till the cows come home, till my actual dairy cow comes home. <laughs> that had a whole new meaning for me now. But it literally has nothing to do with my circumstances, and that's why I thought this was such a could be such an interesting episode to share because I know that it's so easy. To be in a set of circumstance and be like, well, of course I'm feeling lack and scarcity because this, 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 and this thing has happened. And I've had clients in the past, and I'll call them out on it. They're like, yeah, I'm feeling really in lack because, and they want to justify why. Because I had this bill and I had this thing and I had this thing. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. What I'm hearing is justification. You're basically trying to root for lack. You're basically trying to justify and keep hold of the feeling of lack. Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's let go of it. Let's put it down, go back to neutral, and then go over to abundance. So I think it it was just something that happened to me. Obviously, it was quite brief. And obviously, I'm in a slightly different position because it hasn't been my normal experience for a while. But actually, I think that gave me a bit of a different perspective because I could view it from the inside and from the outside all at once. And with my kind of money mindset expert hat on whilst also freaking out. (laughs) So let's just look at some takeaways here. Your energy is the biggest dictator of your experience, whether that is money or otherwise, period, period, the end. (laughs) If you think lack, you experience lack. If you believe in lack and scarcity, that's what you get, regardless of circumstances, regardless. If I'd been on my game, if I had been appropriately tending to my energy in advance of this, if I hadn't been getting a little bit lazy for a while on the abundance front, and I'd been, uh, you know, being more proactive in in advance of the move, I have no doubt that I would have likely had maybe like my biggest sales month or something at the same time. I would have just felt so supported by money and I wouldn't have even noticed all of those outgoings. It is an entirely different experience. Or I would have just like not batted an eyelid at them regardless of what was coming in. It's not got anything to do with the circumstances. It has everything to do with how we experience it and that has everything to do with our belief system and the thoughts we're thinking and how we're feeling and those things combined create our energy. So the other takeaway from here is you can see how we can have an experience an experience of lack, a feeling of lack, but it is a lack mentality. It was a mentality here for me. It was not a reality. The reality is I had a lot of money in the bank. But the mentality was, and it felt very real, and it felt like my truth for that moment there. It felt one of lack. There's a difference there, a distinction to be made. And if you did succumb to the eye rolling or the yeah, but, Uh uh-huh it's nice for you because you already have abundance and you had all that money in the bank so it doesn't really even count as money wobble (laughs) if any of that come up comes up for you yes and (laughs) I only have experienced five years of abundance and I only have that kind of money in a bank account because I have been other than the temporary slip very very committed to my energy work and to my money mindset I am committed to it like it's my job and well look it is but I am also committed to it like it is even if it wasn't my job you get what I'm saying and the other last thing is awareness is your friend. I am very aware of my thoughts. And so this enabled me to quickly put some distance between me and the fear so that I wasn't in it, I was observing it. I was still feeling it, but it wasn't taking hold. It wasn't running away with me. Awareness is your friend. Start noticing. If you haven't done the work, to start noticing the thoughts that are coming up start there my friend that is going to be the biggest shift for you and ultimately puts you in the position of power when you understand what you're thinking you understand your energy from there and then you can understand why you're experiencing reality in the way that you are and then you have the ability and the power to change it which is the coolest shit of all right i've changed it you heard my journey on the last episode i changed my life and you get to as well so I hope you enjoyed today's episode and a deep dive into (laughs) the horrors, but also the lessons of my money mindset wobble and freak out. I hope that me sharing it with you was useful. I hope that you really took something from it. I would love to know what you took from today's episode. Hit me up in my Instagram DMs. Never Facebook. That's a shit show. Hit me up in my Instagram DMs. I'm at Corey Javid over there. And if you want to work with a coach and money mindset expert who is willing to be her whole human-y self and say, yeah, I had a wobble, (laughs) it felt shit, here's what I did about it, then you can find out more about working with me this year if you head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate, or again, hit me up in the DMs. All right, my love, don't forget, do not forget, we always are, whether we're in a wobble or not, we are always, all of us, limitless. Bye for now. Hey my love, do we talk every Tuesday? If not, we totally should. You see, each Tuesday I send out a message exclusively to my besties on my email list. These are pep talks, hits of inspiration, behind the scene peeks, lessons I've learned in life, business, and motherhood, and notes from the heart. And if I say so myself, <laughs> these are some gold you don't want to be missing out on. Head over to corryjavidcom forward slash Tuesday and sign up to receive my weekly notes. Plus, you'll be gifted my morning mindset routine designed to help you slay your day and your goals because I believe even as mothers, we can have a morning mindset routine that works for us. That's corrijavid.com forward slash Tuesday.